on looking for something and is right there in front of you, but you don't see it. Now, is that a brain thing or an eye thing? Let me tell you what happened. I was looking for a particular item, fingernail polish remover to be exact, and I kept going to the place where I had put it and kind of scanning and I didn't see it. And I'm like, ah, so I'm looking for 10 minutes and finally I'm thinking it has to be there. So I go back, I realized something. I was looking for the fingernail polish remover in the bottle the way it used to look. And now it comes in a slightly, well, not slightly, it comes in a different bottle. So my brain or my eye, whatever it is, I, I need a psychologist to tell me that, or an eye, an optometrist. My brain and my eye saw it, but let's say my eye saw it, my brain refused to accept it because it wasn't what I expected. It wasn't in the form that I expected it to look or be in. So you might be saying, what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with me and my day? Stick around to find out. Welcome to Life and Faith Chats podcast. I am your host. My name is Joy. I already know you saw the title of this episode, but before we begin, I would really like to ask you a favor. If you have not already done so, kindly subscribe, tell a friend, and follow if you happen to be listening to the podcast in the, its audio form on one of the podcast platforms such as Apple or Google or Spotify. I would really appreciate you subscribing because that way you will always know when I upload another episode. And for those of you who have already done so or plan to do so, thank you. And since I've just started my new YouTube channel on a place for the number four joy, I really would appreciate your support. For those of you who again have already done so, thank you. I would love for you to kindly subscribe, to like, to hit the notification bell so that you always know when I upload another episode. And also if you leave a comment, I would appreciate it. And um, constructive and any kind of constructive, I'll stick with constructive um, encouragement, criticism, I would appreciate because that way I can grow and I can also look for, especially with the interview topics or even with the faith chats, topics that you find interesting that we can share together and grow in our life of faith. So let's begin our chat. You may have been asking why Rahab, or maybe you never heard about Rahab. I even had someone tell me that they thought that Rahab was a man, and that's okay. We're all learning. Rahab wasn't a man. She was very much so, according to the Bible, a woman, and besides being a woman, she was a prostitute. Just saying, that's the way the Bible referred to her. Why Rahab? Because the Bible has left real stories of 
real people, their triumphs, their challenges, how they failed, how they pleased God, and what they did. Doesn't it make sense for us to find out so that we can get the lessons that they maybe didn't learn or that they mastered or we're in the process of learning to inform our choices and decisions because God bids us to choose life. And that's what we want to do. So Rahab, Rahab was called or known as a prostitute, but her story did not end that way. And that can preach in itself. That's how she was known, but that's not how it ended. Rahab does not have a book of her own, but she's in the book of Joshua. But guess what? That's not the only book she's in. Rahab's story transcended from the Old Testament, and there are mentions of her in the New Testament in two books where they're praising, again, her decision and her faith. So Rahab is worthwhile studying. What did this woman do that changed the trajectory of not only her life, but the life of her entire family. And that's how we begin our episode on the seven lessons that we can learn from Rahab, who was known as the prostitute. Rahab is introduced into this story in Joshua chapter 2. And to do this, I would like to read to you. Um, you can follow along or you can check it out for yourself. But just the beginning, don't don't get don't panic. I'm not reading anything long. And Joshua the son of Nun sent two spies secretly from Chittim as spies saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. Now, again, that might be an old Sunday school story to you of you. You've heard about the walls of Jericho and they came falling down. Okay. So Rahab is in this story. She is now being introduced into this saga. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute. See, I didn't make it up. Whose name was Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, behold, men of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. The king, then the king of Jericho sent to Rahab saying, bring out the men who have come to you, who entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. And we're going to stop there for a moment because we can't just keep skipping over things. So, Rahab lived on the city wall. And was that again by coincidence or strategy? This is a very wise woman. Maybe she was street wise, but she's wise. If she was going to be a prostitute, what better place to have her home than on the city walls? She got the choice of people coming in and out, just keeping it real. So it was convenient where she was located. But this is something that we can take from her in terms of even where we live. We know if you happen to have chosen to ask the Lord to be your Lord and Savior, we know we pray and we ask about decisions. If you haven't, that's a wise thing to try to begin to do. 
Ask God to help you. I'm trying not to use the word, but we all need inside scoops. So we all benefit from having strategies and plans. It's important where we live. So she's strategically placed. Now, what's interesting about this story is why did the men end up at Rahab's house? Why? Is it possible, and we're making some, is it possible that they asked about where they could go to stay? Because after all, we're talking about spies. They did not come with a t-shirt wearing it and saying, I'm a spy. And more than that, I'm here to spy out your land because we're about to take it over. That didn't happen. Um, just trying to make a connection. We all know some spy story that we like. I'm not talking about real stories. I don't know them. Don't know anything about in detail about the um, any real FBI or CIA agent. But I know Get Smart. Get Smart was foolish, but he usually got the job done. Get Smart in 99. I know I'm kind of dating myself. And then also there was um, The Adventures. Loved, loved, loved Emma Peel. The lady could do karate. And I don't have the slightest move, but there was Emma Peel. And then we know James Bond, 007. And they continue that. I loved it. I used to read all the books. They were always better than the movies, by the way. But different story. I digress. So spies try to blend in because they're on a mission and they're representing some government or some agency or someone else. So there's no way these spies went in and said, hey, you'll hook me up or hook me up with a prostitute. They were trying to blend in. Even in their blending in, somehow someone or a group of people knew who they were. And then they end up, because they, they told the king, um, they didn't try to friend them, they, they watched them, and they went to Rahab's house. It's interesting that they came in the night, so this wasn't unusual for Rahab, I don't think. Rahab opened the door, and somehow, through some kind of interaction, Rahab recognizes that these are not just clients. Don't know what else to call them. Rahab discerns that these are spies. Was it from their accent? Was it the way they looked? Was it the way they dressed? Rahab, remember I said, probably was quite streetwise. Could have been extremely intelligent. Rahab discerned who these men were. And Rahab, somehow through their exchange, knew these people are not just another set of men who have come for a night of pleasure. These people are here on a mission. But what's interesting, remember what I was telling you about looking for that fingernail polish remover? Remember all the way in the beginning? Rahab recognized these people. Could it be she recognized them because Rahab was looking for a way out of her life or Rahab recognized and discerned the signs of the times which she ends up saying 
and is looking for a way and deliverance, knowing that the time is up for her, not only her lifestyle, but for her people, for her life. Rahab, was she recognizing because she was looking? And that's important. So let's come to one of our seven lessons. It's discernment. And to have godly discernment is something that we need to familiarize ourselves with the word of God and pray and ask God for wisdom. God tells us that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. God also tells us in the word, and I didn't realize there was so much of it, and I will be reading that to you because it's pretty short. Starting from Matthew eleven six. Matthew 11, I'm sorry, Matthew 13, 9. He who has ears, let him hear. Mark 4, 9. Then Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mark 4, 23. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Where God tells us that we need to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So the question might come right now, are you discerning things that are going on in your life, in your world, in the world as a whole? Do you know what's going on? Because it comes back to this. Rahab became engrafted in God's plan. And the truth is, is that, and this is a truth, the world has been given to us to steward, according again to the word of God in Genesis, God give us the world for us to rule and reign. We kind of lost hold of it because of our choices and decisions. We can blame Adam and Eve, but we're their children. We would have done the same thing. We continue to do the same thing. God give us this world, but it's not ours. We're stewards. We're here for a limited time. So, Going back to this story, God's plan was moving on. Rahab comes into the plan because of recognizing or discerning who these men were and also believing what she had been listening to and doing something about it, not just hoping and wishing. Ah, another point. Rahab discerns the movement of God and Rahab aligns herself with God's men. Not those men who've been knocking at her door in the night. She aligns herself with these spies to seek deliverance, to change the trajectory of her life. In other words, if Rahab or me or you are sick and tired of being sick and tired or maybe you're just scared. Maybe we're scared. Or maybe we're concerned about things going on. Maybe a good place to look is to find out what God is saying. To listen with discernment. We can't just listen to anything. To find out what's the backstory to who we're listening to and the stories we're listening to. How are they affecting and impacting our lives? And do we have a strategy moving forth that can help 
us get out of any mess or entanglements because we all have them in different parts of our lives or whole thing. Or maybe sometimes it's just a season. Do we have the strategies and plans? Is it aligned with God's plan? Because if it's not, it's going to fall down like those walls of Jericho. Do we have the discernment that we need to recognize when God sends a plan or a way, rather than looking for a way to, I guess, short change or to stop it, like what the king was trying to do. He wasn't trying to have tea with those men. He was trying to kill them. He wasn't trying to find out, you know, what is God's plan? Herod did that with Jesus when the wise men came. He wanted to know where the baby was to destroy and cut God's plan. Word to the wise, we can't stop God's plan, but we can align with it, which is what Rahab did. So going back to Rahab for right now and to end this particular episode or chat, Rahab hit these men, but before she did, she made a deal with them. And one of the reasons why Rahab did what she did, the main reason why Rahab did what she did, Rahab said, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. She said, we all heard it, but she believed it. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond this Jordan to Sihon and Og, when you devoted, who you, whom you devoted to destruction. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted afraid, terror, frightened. The other people might not have done anything about it, but here's Rahab. And she said, there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Rahab made a confession that God recognized when we fear God. When we acknowledge who he is, God is there to help us. Is this maybe how these men found Rahab when they weren't looking for her? Because almighty God saw a woman who recognized who he was? Oh, that, that, that is something that God, no matter what our past or situation, recognizes us when we recognize him and he's there to help. Did these men end up at Rahab's door because Rahab was crying out to God to please help her? A sincere, contrite heart crying out to God, God, please help me to get out of this mess of what maybe I'm doing of, um, you know, I, I don't know if she was successful at what it was, but she sure seemed to have been looking for a way out and not only for herself, for her family. She said, now then, please swear to me by the Lord that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with my father's house and give me a sure sign. We're going to talk about the sign later in an upcoming episode, but for now, what was one lesson learned? I'm going to pack it up, lesson one A and B. Rahab recognized that God was God. Rahab recognized that she was at the end of her own rope. She ended up using a rope to help them out to get out, so I had to put that in. 
And Rahab recognized the spies when they came because of discernment. Rahab was also strategically placed on that wall looking for something else, but it helped her to come into contact with these men. Fear God. Discern, get wisdom from his word to look for a way to get out of any situation, no matter how big or how small. So thank you for coming along. Thank you for joining me for this chat. Thank you for tuning in, for describing. Listen to me for subscribing and liking. Um, do come back. Our next episode will be an interview with a young lady. And we want to know if or how she was able to change or what she did to change the trajectory of her life. And I look forward to seeing you and talking with you soon. This has been Life and Faith Chats with Joy. Peace.